Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. We both got coffee. We're both happy this morning. So, uh, odds. Sunday, Chiefs-Bills. That's going to be, I think, pretty tight, don't you think? A <laughs> little, little tight there. Well, it's a two-and-a-half-point margin in favor of the Chiefs. Now, you think about this, the way the NFL works and the way the odds work. This doesn't hold true for college uh, in either football or basketball, but it does in the NFL. Two-and-a-half-point favorite, the home team, that is a pick'em game. Yep. The two-and-a-half points is given for home field advantage. So this is an even match, even up in every single respect. Even the fact that the Bills won early in the season and won big in Kansas City figures into the mix in some regards. But you have to take into consideration the strength of teams as the season has progressed. And Kansas City's gotten better. Buffalo hasn't regressed any, but they really haven't improved as much. Although the Bills say that their win over the Patriots on the Saturday night in the cold in Buffalo was their best game of the season. It's subjective. Anything can anything can be gained from that or lost from that. But the fact is, these teams get it on Sunday, and it should be a terrific football game. And it's going to be a good one. I'm glad it's a little bit earlier in the day, so I don't have to stay up super late. Um, you know, but it's going to be... Uh, it's, a, it's the last game of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it is early. But it's yeah. a little bit early. It's not a 7.30 start. It it's, a, a it's a 5.40 yeah. kickoff, which means that Ned Talk will be at 3 o'clock. So we'll have our usual one-hour pregame show, and then the Chiefs pregame show will probably be about an hour and a half. Yeah, about four. The, and they've got plenty to talk about going into that game. Hopefully uh, the coaches figured out uh, some things and some adjustments to uh, stop the Bills on Sunday, man. It's going to be a tough matchup, but, though, Mike, for sure. The Bills have figured out a way to stop. Oh, I know. It goes both ways all day. <laughs> and uh, both of these quarterbacks are seasoned. Uh, we'll talk about some of the rookie mistakes we saw last night and probably uh, with the Patriots, too. Because I thought Mack had a great job, did a great job for the Patriots this year. But you could definitely see once it was playoff time, he was a rookie. And that uh, definitely showed itself. And it does. It just happens that way. Um, <laughs> there are only four games remaining besides, at least in my opinion, the Chiefs. Um, I thought last night the Rams looked pretty damn good. Um, but the thing I wanted to bring up to you is more like this. You, with the addition of the extra team, you can definitely see now the unevenness of it. Do you know what I mean? Bringing in that lower-seeded team against these number two Depends seeds. Depends on who the lower-seeded team is. In the AFC, the Pittsburgh Steelers did not belong. No. They were an outlier in every single respect and should not have been there. The NFC, it's a little bit difficult to really pinpoint that because the AFC, in my opinion, is a little bit more balanced. Last night, I was terribly disappointed in the Arizona Cardinals. Here's a team that got off to a rocket start this year. They look like a Super Bowl team right from the get-go. Had seven, They were 7-1 and one at one point. Finally got up to the 10-win mark and just faltered as the season went on. They couldn't get anything done. Couldn't get anything done against the Rams last night. Of course, the Rams had something to do with that. The Rams are a pretty good football team. Rams are another story. They got off to a good start, went through a midseason slump, and now they are back to where they belong, or at least where they think they belong. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday right before the Chiefs play. So there, there's, a lot to be, there's a lot to be ascertained from that, but in regards to the weakest team or the two new teams being in there, 
it's it's really subjective. No, Pittsburgh definitely did not. They they should not have been there. Otherwise, hey, it, it it's a crapshoot and anything can happen. It is a crapshoot, but yeah, definitely in the AFC, and you could almost almost make the argument for the NFC too. But I, that was one of the the things that I saw was like normally you know the Chiefs would have had this past weekend off, but then you see these number two seed teams playing and just decisively winning <laughs> um, and so it's it kind of made me think well hmm I wonder what's at play here we will talk about my theory next hour when it comes to that um, but yeah I I who do you like in the Rams Bucks game the uh, ag- again we have a spread of two and a half points golly Bengals Titans too the Bengals Titans is actually the Titans are a Three and a half point. <laughs> and then, uh, that, that first, folks, that don't be misled. No. That's virtually a pick them in zero. favor of the yeah. home field team. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the Packers 49 Saturday night. Now, the game. Packers do have an, an advantage here. They're a five and a half point pick over San Francisco. And one of the factors here, yes, is home field, but it's also home weather. Yeah. It's going to be very cold. Wind chills below zero, somewhere around there. San Francisco's not accustomed to that. Packers are. And that plays in the Packers' favor. Once you get out on the football field, though, these guys, every single individual I've ever talked to says, hey, you forget about it. It doesn't affect you that much. And I'll I'll buy that theory. But by the same token, when it gets so bitterly cold and you're standing around, yeah, the competition's great. But so is the weather. And that's awfully hard to overcome. It absolutely is. Hopefully the uh, 49ers are doing some training like in Rocky IV. Um, Last but not least, who won that uh, jury game last night? Boy, this is tough to swallow. Drury's uh, Lady Panthers. The men's game was COVIDed out. They got to the court. They're all ready to play. And I guess Drury had another COVID outbreak, but the game was called off. These games are in Kirksville. The women's game was played. And this is tough to swallow. Truman State wins. And that ends a Drury 14-game winning streak. 14 games overall in the past couple of years. But a 41-game road winning streak, which is the best in the NCAA, came to an end last night. We take a look at the stats on the game. Truman State won 67-66. They won it on a couple of foul shots, uh, virtually at the buzzer, one second left or something like that. You look at the, uh, at the stats, well, Drury outshot this team. It's interesting. Out-rebounded the team. That's interesting. Had more paints in the point than Truman State won. How did Truman State win? Up, 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 up. Foul shot. Drury went to the line nine times and made six. Truman State went 24 times Whoa. and made 19. And you say 19 or 24. Think about that. 19 or 24 and the other team, six of nine. Hey, officials, what on earth are you doing? That's what my next question was. Uh, that who who is uh, calling that game? Because that's that's crazy. Homer and Jethro. Uh- <laughs> I hope he's not. I hope they're not listening right now. That's man. too damn bad if they are. <laughs> he got him pissed off. So before we talk about that Monday night football game, I did want to mention we didn't talk about this yesterday. That Bengals Raiders game. What do you think about that play with uh, Burrow th- jumping out of bounds, throwing the uh, touchdown? Do you think he was in or was out? I thought that he was in bounds. I thought it was. Uh, they should have allowed that uh, circumstance. He. It's very questionable, but again, it's subjective. And when you get into a game in which there are boundaries involved, and there are in all of them, you can get into some very close calls. But I thought he was in. Yeah, but then, you know, what made me think about that was last night um, when uh, Matthew Stafford was trying to do a quarterback sneak into the end zone, 
they still were calling him in. But then when you looked at the camera above it, oh, he was in by a mile. You could see it, but they couldn't on the outside. So I'm like, man, it just breaks my heart how subjective this thing can be. But the good news is that crew from the Bengals-Raiders game, they ain't officiating anymore in the playoffs. They which is are a good done thing. Yeah, they that's are. a good thing. The, uh, the game last night, uh, Matthew Stafford, as it turns out, was in, and the call was reversed. They didn't allow it. They On the field, officials did not allow it. But once they got a look at that overhead view, and, hey, that's part of the replay, uh, yeah, he was, he was in. He had crossed that line, and that's what counts. So, indeed, that was, uh, that was a touchdown. Unfortunately, when you're playing the point spreads and things like that, and the over-unders, which Moi did, the over-under was 52 in that oh. game, and they didn't cut. It was 45. <laughs> poor, poor, poor man. I I, now I know you're why you're feeling in... <laughs> so badly for me right now. <laughs> now I know why you're in this mood. Nah. <laughs> I'm in, in a bad mood for other reasons. <laughs> but you're right, though. I, I was so excited going into that game last night thinking, man, this is going to be a great one. You know, uh, Cardinals looking so good in the regular season. And then we got the Rams. They're coming on. They're starting to look good. I was like, God, this is going to be a great matchup. And then nothing. You know, the first thing I thought of during the preseason when uh, the Cardinals were playing and you and I were talking about it and you made out the point that Kyler Murray came out in his press conference. and He's like, who cares, man? It's preseason. Uh, the first thing I thought of was that. And I go, what is he going to say? The same thing about the postseason, yeah. too? <laughs> Because, I mean, he, he had a great regular season, but last night he looked like garbage. I mean, he looked atrocious. Actually, he has down the stretch. He hasn't really looked good. Something's happened to Kyler Murray. He's a good athlete. And my, look at his All-America years at Oklahoma. He's a monster. Good gracious sakes, a fine QB. But he's there's something that's wrong. Is it a mix in the team? Who knows what it is. Only he does. But the fact of the matter remains they haven't played at all well. And it showed last night because... Uh, the Rams just owned them right from the get-go, 34-11, to 11, the final score, and it was all Los Angeles in this one. I, I did have to laugh a little bit. Uh, SoFi Stadium, which is, of course, the site of the Super Bowl this year, the announced crowd last night for that game, for the Cardinals and the Rams last night, of course, they had all these. TV is wonderful in doing this. Oh, look who's here. There's Jay-Z and... People I've never even heard of Dude, before. Half that place weren't even fans of. They were just there for a game. They didn't. That's the thing about the Rams, the LA Rams. Well, thing. they're Hollywood. They're yeah, Los yeah. Angeles. Okay, okay. They announced the crowd at seventy thousand. S seven zero thousand. If that play, if that crowd was seventy thousand, that stadium must seat two hundred and seventy thousand because there were a bunch of empty seats in there. <laughs> Boy, somebody fabricated that crowd big time. The entire upper level of SoFi Stadium was empty. And that yet 70,000 people You know how much tickets to those things are? You know how oh. much parking is to go to a game like that? Of course. Insane. No way. What do you no think way. it's going to be for the Super Bowl when that's they right. play oh, man. There? That's why you're seeing Jay-Z and all these guys <laughs> there. Cause they're, and the, the crazy thing about that is they're probably giving those tickets. They're not even paying for them, which is, which is just funny to me. The other thing I was going to ask you, you know what? I, after watching that game last night and thinking, wait, there's a playoff game and a Monday night game? Oh, yeah, because of the extra team. You think ESPN had something to do with getting that extra team in the playoffs so they could have one more game? Think it? I know it. Say, and it's, and it's, it'll, get, it'll expand even more as it goes on. Yeah. Uh, it may not be immediate, but hey, the more teams you can get into the postseason and create that kind of paycheck, 
the more you're going to see. Yeah. Same with Major League Baseball. You know, the contract negotiations are going on right now. The players want more teams in the playoffs. Of course, it's more money. More money for them. Yeah. Well, man, we'll see what happens. <laughs> eventually, there's only going to be like two teams that don't make it. Now, eventually, what we're going to have is <laughs> the NHL and the NBA where everybody makes well, it. Well, it, it could go into what like the Premier League does where they've got these little sub-leagues and you play to get into the net. Oh, God. It's just, I can't even think. Let's just, let's just go back to the way it was. A, uh, it's unfortunate that basketball, no, it's not. Basketball is a great team sport, but sometimes you've got teams where they're kind of on the cusp, but you've got one guy on that team that is just blown and out of the water, and you could probably say that for the Missouri State Bears. This the season. Bears are playing well. They're, they're, they're winning. They're a very solid contender for the Missouri Valley Championship, but they're being carried at the moment by Isaiah Mosley, and that's really unfair to say. He's getting most of the points. My, uh, Mosley is getting the, the huge point. Uh, accumulation for this team. But he's being set up by the other offense. Gage Prim, who is the pivot man, and the focal point for how the offense operates has given himself up. He's getting the assists. Why? Because being double teamed. Now, he's a good scorer in his own right, but he sees that's not going to help the team any. So they're getting out to Mosley, who is making the most of it. And Mosley is a very, very good shooter. The Bears have a very good offensive basketball team. Anyway, Isaiah Mosley has three straight games of 30 or more points. And he is, for the third straight week, Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Week. But this week it's even more because of what he has done, three straight 30-plus games in which he scored 30 or more. He is the Lou Henson National Player of the Week. Big time. The Bears play tomorrow night. Probably going to be a little bit on the cold side out outdoors, but the game's not outdoors. It's indoors at JQH Arena, where there were 11,000 for a high school tournament. Will there be that many when the Bears play Illinois State on Wednesday night? It's a big game. Be great if they were. Yeah, it's a big game. Get your butt out there, call a cab, get an Uber, and get there, because it's going to be a great game. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, the 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 combo there is almost reminding me of the uh, Pippin Jordan combo because everyone starts Jordan guarding Jordan. So what do you do? Go to Pippin and it's done. You, what are you supposed to do? You can't do anything that's about the, the quintessential meaning of team game because Absolutely. somebody else picks you up. There is no such thing as a one person team. You may be one person who's getting all the accolades, but that person's getting set up by somebody else. The formulation of the plays is around the other members of the team. It is not a one-man team. Well, that's right. Last but not least right now, who's the number one college team in basketball? The team that was number one to start the season faltered a little bit and is back number one, the Gonzaga Zags, or the Bulldogs, their official name. Gonzaga back at number one, and the team that's number two for so many years was an also-ran in basketball, Auburn. Nobody ever heard of Auburn. They were nothing. Auburn came up here, played at the JQH Arena against the Bears. Bears ran them out of the ballpark. This is about, oh, I want to say 09, 2010, somewhere around there. Then along comes a coach named Bruce Pearl. Now, Bruce Pearl has a lot of baggage and still has a lot of baggage as a coach. But he is a very, very, very good X's and O's coach and a good recruiter. His team is number two in America, the Auburn Tigers. Uh, Arizona's three, Purdue is four, and reigning national champion Baylor is number five. They are the top five in the country. They're almost, well, not almost, they are sure bets to get into the NCAA tournament, as are probably the top 20 teams in the country. But it, hey, it's fascinating because we're really not all, I know it's late January, I understand that, 
but we're really not all that far away. No, sir. A month, month and a half away from tournament time. Yeah, I know. I was about ready to say we're about a month before we got to start filling out those brackets, man. Well, Ned, uh, in the meantime, I'll just keep uh, begging you for advice so I can hopefully finally <laughs> win one. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Yes, sir.